0: Welcome to Words, Wobbles and Wisdom, an honest and fun, body positive podcast by me, Anne-Marie Miles. Are you struggling with your weight? Do you wish that you didn't think about food so often? Are there days when you'd wrestle a toasted sandwich off an alligator? Well, then this might just be the podcast for you. I share my story, a lifelong battle with weight, food and mental health struggles. I share it alongside some of my writing on the subject and some of the wisdom I've gleaned from my life as a Christian. So join me for this week's episode of Words, Wobbles and Wisdom. Well, hello there, and welcome to Words, Wobbles, and Wisdom. Thank you for joining me, and thank you to those who have been in touch to say how you've been enjoying the podcast. I'm so grateful for the encouragement and to the person who complained about last week's episode i hope i have convinced you to come back i did say back at the beginning and maybe i need to say it every so often that the wisdom bit of words wobbles and wisdom is not my own it is god's wisdom and it's from the bible and that's always going to be at the heart of what i share and uh You did say that you thought my podcast would be better without the God stuff. And I politely disagree. (laughs) It would be nothing without the God stuff. And that is because I would be nothing without the God stuff. But anyway, for this week, well, I've had a very therapeutic morning, actually. It's amazing how good it was for my brain. I defrosted a freezer. Now, it was one that didn't belong to me, though mine could probably do with some work done on it. Uh, But it was also one that was in great need of defrosting. And I have to say, losing yourself in a task is quite wonderful, especially when you're bashing seven bells out of two inches of ice. It's quite nice to kind of lose yourself in a job like that. Takes your mind off all the things that are you know that you're thinking about i'm i'm having a bit of a different w- difficult week there's some stuff going on and uh yeah i it's it's been a it's been a bit of a week but um i have to say um bashing <coughs> ice with a big plastic spatula you know it was quite nice actually i have to confess i broke the big plastic spatula um And then moved on to a big metal straining spoon, which was a lot more productive. Uh, But don't worry, the freezer was plugged out eventually. I hit the wrong button first, but eventually I plugged the freezer out. And um, the big metal straining spoon did a very good job. Whack, whack, whack. It was brilliant. Uh, Every so often I'd get a massive chunk of ice off. And uh, I wonder is that how footballers feel when they score a goal? I don't know. Uh, But it was a great sense of achievement. And I was thinking, it's a terrible pity, really, that the weight doesn't come off like that. Um, sadly, it's a slower process that comes off bit by bit. And certainly hitting myself with a big metal spoon is not going to help. But um, I did reflect that actually I used to. I used to hit myself uh, during the weight loss process and maybe not... Um, Uh, The odd time I did actually kind of thump my stomach. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you'll have heard me talk, talk about that. But mentally as well, I and emotionally, you know, I used to kind of hit myself and um, chastise myself and criticise myself. And that doesn't take big chunks of weight off. It just takes big chunks of self off, doesn't it? You know, the being critical, it just takes big chunks of confidence off. And certainly is more likely to send me to comfort eat than anything else. So I'm glad I don't do that anymore. That's one of the things I've stopped is being cruel to myself, being mean to myself, being hard on myself. And going back to my freezer emptying this morning, I did realise very early in the process that to do it properly, it had to be completely empty. And when you do that, when you completely empty, Uh, the freezer or the fridge, it means going back to the far reaches of every shelf and finding that kind of, as we did this morning, that unlabeled tub of something with strange colour and uh, stuff that at some stage you obviously thought, oh, you know, I'll use this, I'll eat this or whatever. And now it looked a tad radioactive. And uh, to kind of stretch this freezer cleaning analogy, I have come to the conclusion that to really address what's at the heart of my eating um, and what will work in whacking a few inches off myself, that maybe I need to completely empty, completely empty everything, maybe go back to the far reaches um, and remove anything maybe that's hanging around in the background that I thought at the time might be useful or I thought I couldn't part with or I suppose didn't want to deal with. But actually... It's doing me no good at all. So I have been thinking about that. If you were listening last week, I was talking about the year of Jubilee and the year of, um, the whole concept of, uh, in the year of Jubilee that you let the land rest. And you just see what grows and you can, you don't sow or reap a harvest, but you can eat what grows naturally from the ground. And I was kind of applying that to myself saying that I'm just going to see what grows this year in my year of Jubilee, my 50th year, um, or my 50th birthday year, I'm going to see what grows. And already uh, in this week, uh, something has kind of come to a head in the sense that I feel that maybe there are some things in the far reaches of my emotional life that maybe need to be dealt with, maybe need to be cleaned out, defrosted and and thrown out, like some of the stuff we found in the freezer. And I just found it so cathartic this morning uh, as I was kind of hacking away at those big pieces of ice, just feeling them come away and the kind of sense of achievement of them breaking away and... and uh, being able to see the actual shelf of the freezer underneath uh, all of this frozen crud, you know. And, you know, when I got almost got to the end of it, I was thinking this is how the freezer should be. This is how it should function. It's the drawers should be able to go in properly. The door should close properly with ease. Uh, We should be able to get the drawers in and out. And I just thought when everything that shouldn't be there is taken away, when all the bits that are hanging around and, um, all the kind of frozen stuff that uh, that hasn't been dealt with when when that is dealt with, then this freezer will function as it should be. And again, I know i'm I'm one for stretching analogies, but I did think this morning as I was doing that job that maybe I've stumbled upon something, maybe I've stumbled upon. Something that I need to do that I need to maybe investigate, maybe get some help in doing that and investigate some of the stuff in the far reaches of my emotional life and and clear out, just clear out some old stuff that uh, maybe has been hanging around and see um, if that helps me. So I will let you know how I get on with that as I go down that road. So one of the things that I'm doing this weekend is I'm traveling to Dublin for a couple of days to a wedding. My niece is getting married, so I'm traveling home for that. It's going to be a very, very quick visit, just a a couple of nights and uh, just one full day in the middle for the for the wedding day. And I'm really, really excited about that. And I've bought a new dress. Oh, my goodness. I'm so nervous about the new dress. Um. So I've bought a new a new dress because I thought you know there's there's two big family weddings. Well, there's lots of big family weddings this year actually, but there's definitely two that I'm going to, and um, I'm um, so I've got a new dress which I'll probably wear the same dress to both weddings. Sorry about that. I'm not buying another dress. Um, and uh, i've got pretty shoes to wear and i've been thinking okay what am i you know i've got to sort out some makeup and and it's just you know it's just so not me i if i could i would go to that in my jeans and my boots and a big comfy cuddly jumper and um that would That would be what I would absolutely love to do, but i can 't <laughs> so, um i 've got i 've got a dress up, and actually you know when i 've got the dress on and the shoes on and the makeup on and the hair done i 'll be delighted that i that I did myself up but that 's the plan for the weekend is so I will make sure that once the wedding has happened that um over the bank holiday weekend, I will put some photographs up of me in the pretty dress. Uh, and the hair done and the makeup on and all that stuff. It's just so not me. Uh, I've never been one for jewellery. I've never been one for bling. I only wear makeup when I'm getting dolled up for a wedding or for some big event. Other than that, I never, never wear makeup. And uh, and it, it's not, you know, it's pure laziness. I don't know whether I ever shared with you when I was a hairdresser, uh, I used to kind of Uh, I worked in a department store hair salon and I got into trouble with the manager of the department store because he came down to the salon one day and I wasn't wearing any makeup. And he said, "I, you know, he told my boss basically that I looked awful and I looked haggard and (laughs) it was just, you know, I was supposed to wear makeup and every so often I wouldn't bother and I just happened to get caught by the manager of the department store. And it's, for me, it's just a faff, you know, it's just too much like hard work. I can't be bothered. But then when I have it on, you know, I look all right with it on. I don't put too much on, just a little bit of foundation, a bit of lipstick, maybe a bit of mascara. I don't put too, too much on. But, um, but yeah, I'm not, oh gosh, I, I kind of resist getting dolled up and getting prettied up. Um, I'm not quite sure why that is. I'm not quite sure why I push back against that. But, The dress is ready and the shoes are ready and the jewellery is ready and the makeup is ready and it's all... uh, I'm almost packed and ready to go and I'm looking forward to spending some time with some of the family and to celebrating my niece, Emma, and her husband to be Michael and having a wonderful day with them. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. Dress notwithstanding. (laughs) On the whole subject of, you know, looking after myself in general... I do find that the, um, as the, as the years are passing, <laughs> that the, uh, the lines are increasing on my face. Actually, I found, um, a blog post that I wrote almost 10 years ago when I was just about to enter my forties. So I'm going to read, I'm going to read the, uh, the blog post. It's so funny because I don't actually think I've changed since I wrote that blog post. Um, So it's called Girls Repeat After Me, I Must Use Anti-Aging Cream. I Must Use Anti-Aging Cream. I Must Use Anti-Aging Cream. I'm about to enter a new decade, the decade where life begins. It turns out that Dolly Parton was right when she said in the classic film Steel Magnolias, time marches on and soon you'll realise it's marching right across your face. Thankfully, I did start to make a vague effort to look after my skin a few years ago. Someone bought me some posh moisturiser. I know, swish. I got a bit snobby about it then and decided not to use anything else if I could help it. This is achieved mainly by dropping hints to family at Christmas and birthdays. And most of the time, it pays off. I don't have a problem with being 40. Oh, well, OK, I do have one. I don't feel 40. I don't think I look 40 either. But then what does 40 look like? I suppose if you're rich and famous and can hire someone to put your washing in the machine and someone else to take it out, the stresses and strains of life may not show themselves as they might on those who've had to do those and a million other things themselves. And people who have staff, inverted commas, usually have them in other areas of life too, not least in the makeup and hair department. I'd be happy if I could afford to hire someone to search in the bed for my scrunchie every morning. But the anti-aging cream purchase is precarious and not just when buying it for yourself. When buying it for others, you have to be very careful. Too young and they're offended. Too old and you get it back yourself for your next birthday. And now you have it with two reasons to be offended. Wrinkles are only the start of it. My face may or may not be showing the years, but the rest of me is definitely feeling them. I've got a jippy hip, dodgy eyes, my knees are none too steady either. And let's not even talk about the generosity of my proportions. But there is hope. I believe in what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, that when I get to heaven, I'll get a brand new body. I'm hoping to get to choose my own. Maybe there'll be a showroom. One way or another, while we're here on this earth, if we don't want to end up with the complexion of a digestive biscuit, we really should look after our skin. Obviously, it's up to you. But I'm nearly sure that in beauty school, they'll tell you the punishment of not using anti-aging cream. A hundred lines. So... There we go. That I wrote 10 years ago. And I think the only difference is that I am dealing with the generosity of my proportions. But as you can see, my feelings about makeup and beauty regimens haven't really changed 10 years on. I'm still whacking on the expensive moisturiser that I get for Christmas. But after that, I'm not really too troubled. So hence my kind of hesitation about getting all dolled up for the wedding. Though, I have to say, when I'm all dolled up and the hair and the makeup are done, like I've said, I'm sure I'll be delighted with myself. And as I promised, pictures to follow. Well, it's just about time for... What is that about? Thank you, Frankie. What is that about? Well, there is an absolutely beautiful, beautiful blossom tree Just, in fact, it's just outside the window that I'm in front of right now. I can see it. It's, it's my goodness, it must be 20 foot more, maybe 30 foot high even. It belongs um, to neighbours and it's massive. It is beautiful when it's in full bloom. But when the blossom starts falling off, they are everywhere, everywhere, all over our back garden all over the path into the church all over the path into the church hall and now they're all over the floor in the church hall because they've every time we open the door they blow in or they're walked in because it's impossible not to walk on them and they are just everywhere and i mean i i absolutely love their um i'm not sure whether it's an apple blossom or a cherry blossom or what it is it's i mean it's humongous i've never seen a tree like it and beautiful when it's in blossom, but let me tell you, every time the wind blows, I, honestly, it's like there are there's a wedding on, and somebody's throwing confetti. Or actually, at one stage, I thought it was snowing, <laughs> just for a split second, because the wind must have caught a load of the the wind must have caught a load of the blossom and just kind of blew it right across uh, the window. Because I thought, is that snow? Oh no, it's the blossom tree, and it is everywhere. And I'm thinking, oh, like, why? Have I done this? Oh, so we've got to sweep up. I've got to go and hoover. We've got a meeting in our hall this evening, so I've got to go and hoover the hall. And I can tell you that as soon as people walk in the door, they'll be bringing the blossom with them. And though I absolutely love the beautiful look and smell of that fabulous blossom tree, when the blossom falls off it, it just honestly, it's just. It's everywhere. It's absolutely everywhere. And I don't mind it when I'm walking through the park because, you know, it's beautiful, whether it's on the tree or on the ground when I'm walking through the park. But when I'm walking through uh, my own back garden and into my house, not so much. So there we go. That's what's uh, irking me today. The blossom of beautiful blossom trees all over the place, all over the ground, all over the carpet. And me having to dig the hoover out more than I would like to, I can tell you. So, uh, thank you so much for joining me this week. I know we've kind of um, kind of dotted around subjects this week, but I've had a few different things on my mind and just wanted to share uh, whatever's there. I've already uh, been in discussion with uh, some people about interviews. I'm very excited about that. So, watch this space and I'll be announcing that soon. If you want to get in touch, I would love you to do that. The best way to do it is to go to the website, annemariemiles.co.uk Dot .uk you can fill in a contact form there you can have a little look at some of the older episodes of the podcast you can buy me a coffee there if you like have a look at uh, my books and other information all of it's there at uk. as i said it's really lovely to have had you with me and it's so nice to have had that feedback and encouragement and don't worry about uh, the person who was complaining last week. Um <laughs> I'm quite happy for people to be honest. I did say uh, when I was talking about podcast reviews and hoping that people would leave reviews on Apple Podcasts that I would rather an honest three-star review than a, a, a puffed up five-star review. So I actually appreciate the honesty of that person who didn't like the episode last week. So don't worry about that. Just get in touch with whatever you want to say. I'll take it all on the chin. Good, bad or indifferent. And it all helps me grow. And it's all good for me to know, you know, what people are looking for and what they're not looking for. But as I said, the God stuff, it's always going to be part of the podcast. So look forward to having you with me again next week. You will hear me and I will see you then. Bye bye.